Hey there, Black Mom Diaries. On today's episode, our guest is a super mom with an incredible superpower for helping others. If you want to know more, you've got to listen in. Up next on the Black Mom Diaries. Hey guys, this is Patricia. And I am LaTanya. And we are bump bump the Black, the Black Mom, Mom Diaries. Di- Wait a minute now. We gonna get this together one day, guys. I'm telling no, you. No, I was like, oh, I because I are we but dump 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 dumping? That's what huh? I should ask you before we start. Are we but dump dump dumping? We did but dump dump dump. And then you know what? I think we were like almost in sync, and then I think we got out of sync because yeah, I got so okay. excited because I was like, oh, we're doing it, we're doing it, we're doing it, and then yeah. So anyway, yeah. I need to, so the, the day we get it together, we're just going to like squeal, like schoolgirls. girls. It's going to be like be a awful. whole nother level. I think, you know, I always tell my kids, yeah. uh, they need to discipline their disappointment. I need to discipline my excitement because had I disciplined my excitement in that moment, we would have, we would have gotten it down. I think. Discipline your disappointment. Come on, do share this. I can't take that credit. That's Jim Rohn. Now you got me thinking. Dude was like, yeah. he was on a whole nother level. Yeah, but I need he, to listen to him. I I love listening. He's funny and he just is such a deep thinker. And I feel like, I don't know. I was going to say he was a deep thinker before his time, but maybe he wasn't. But then, you know, he had Zig Ziglar and Zig Ziglar was amazing. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think like all of the the greats probably know those two, especially. I mean, there's a lot of really good people, Les Brown, and I could go on and on <laughs> about all the incredible um, coaches out there. And yeah, and there are some great ones. Mm-hmm. I was and listening got, to Les Brown this week. Yeah, he's so good. And um, my husband tried to quote him to one of our kids about how when you fall down, it's okay if you land on your back because you can see, you can look, if you can look up, then you can get up or something like that. You probably yep, he, did. He did and that I'm speech like, at my That's awesome. And honestly, I didn't even know who he was back then. This was in 2000. When did I graduate? You know, I was a late graduator, rur, 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 you know, <laughs> uh, I was just happy just to get out, you know. I was just happy to get a degree. So it was 2007, I think, 2007, 2008. Uh He uh, did the University of Phoenix. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So I will, he he was, he's actually as dynamic in person as he is on, like, I thought that he was, we have a guest today though. We will talk all day. We have a guest today. And the funny thing is she happens to be in line with what we were talking about, which is interesting because we just like, that wasn't planned. Nope, never is. Yeah, and I was like talking, I was like, hey, this has to do with who we have today. Yeah, we always in good alignment here. I love that. I love it. Yep. So let's see, who do we have? Tell us us who we're going to be blessed with today. Okay, my pleasure. Gladys is a life coach for moms who are trying to balance their work and family life. She is a life enthusiast who lived in five different countries, mastered two languages, and changed several professions. 
it took becoming a fabulous mama for her to tap into some big superpowers within herself. She's a former quiet introvert who today is passionate about helping women live big, beautiful, shooting for the stars kinds of lives right now. Let's welcome into the Black Mom Diaries virtual space, Miss Gladys Simon. Welcome, welcome in, welcome in. She's looking amazing, audience. She's yes, a beautiful lady up fabulous. in here. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm just blushing. You probably can't see it, but thank you so much. What an introduction. Happy to be here today. And you guys have so much energy. Laughing myself, listening you talk. And yeah, happy to be here. It's good to have you here. So thank you so much for being here. Well, definitely great. Yeah, I, I know we're ready to get started, but I, I just want to—I just just something that I heard in your introduction, right? I know, I know, I'm breaking the rules, Patricia. No, don't throw, don't don't shoot a dart at me or something. I'm just no. saying, you were—it says you were formerly known as an introvert. Yeah, like I've only totally. heard formerly known as Prince. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a formerly quiet introvert. Um, mm. So I think that was the sentence. I am still introvert, but I'm not quiet. So that's why. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So you're still an introvert, but okay. now it's like, I'm, I'm here. Ah, okay. Okay. I just yeah, wanted to be I, I'm learning. I'm learning to discipline my excitement. To cook ah, uh oh! Hey. <laughs> I was listening. I was listening. I was listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just yeah. Well, please do not discipline your silence right now. No. Okay. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> so she's a former, and I and I yeah. So I jacked that up. I'm sorry, y'all. She's a former quiet introvert, and now she is a loud introvert. <laughs> We just made it up, you guys. We completely made it up. <laughs> but I like it. I can maybe that's something we can attribute to you, Patricia, and 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 branded loud introvert kind of thing. Loud introvert. Yeah. I, well, you know what? I I am an introvert, um, but I'm really quiet. Only in this situation, because I mean, you know, I'm with my girl Latanya, and then you know, it's the Black Mom Diaries house. So I'm comfortable yeah. here. And then, of course, we get these amazing guests that I connect with really well. And so, yeah, but when I'm out of my element, I, I am the kind of person that when I go to a party, which I haven't been to a party in forever, but, you know, like you go to a party and I find that one person and I'm just like hanging with that person or not. I'm just kind of sort of chilling, finding things to keep myself busy, but I am not the kind of person that walks around the room and says hello to everybody because that makes me so uncomfortable. And my husband is an introvert, if you can believe it or not. And I always say he is the most outgoing introvert I've ever met because he will walk around the room and be like, bye to everybody. And for me, when it's time to go, I'll say bye to the room from the front door. <laughs> bye, everybody. All right, let's, let's go. <laughs> so anyway the only thing i've learned is if you come to the black mom diary you leave your introvert at the door because it kind of bring that out of you that's the only thing i i learned oh <laughs> oh yeah. right we bring in the inner the inner, inner powers yeah. out i like it 
Yep. Yeah. So all of you that are introverted and listening to us, if you want to know what it is to leave it at the door, come to the Black Mom Diary. <laughs> leave yeah. it all at the door. I just come have a theory. Then. I think everybody's an introvert, by the way, but that's just how I think because anyway but let's let's go ahead let's talk about your uh your mom philosophy let's see where you're a mom right Gladys yes, right I am. I I am. how many kids do you have how many kids I have a fabulous deal so two <laughs> um, a little guy and a mini diva yeah <laughs> you added a little guy and a mini diva so these are just I I love I love my kids and I know you love your kids but we always say We always say that mothering doesn't come with a handbook, but we did, it did. So what was, where did you, how was your relationship with your mom? And then we're going to jump right into your mom philosophy. Absolutely. I think you're right. It's, it's almost a circle, full circle, right? Um, So I, I, I'm my mom's child and that's, there's no doubt about it. Uh, We sound alike and apparently we do look alike. Although I think I'm a prettier version of her. Hope you're not listening to this mom. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I, I had like a very, uh, I would say normal childhood. It was loved. It was, you know, and my mom was like one of those black mom. Yeah, you discipline. And, and I felt growing into a teenager that, you know, she was way too harsh. She wasn't cool. She was always saying no. Um, so I had the normal teenagehood where I was clashing a lot with her. And then it took me moving away, um, you know, living away from, from home to start appreciating, um, you know, her motherhood-ness, right? All the sacrifice she does, um, all the encouragement she gives. It may have not been given the way I would have listened or heard, but it was always present. And I think now that I'm a mom, I appreciate those, you know, almost boundaries that you put around your children. Yes, they will always try to push and test it, um, but it's very much <laughs> appreciated when you go and you think, oh man, um, I'm glad she was there. So she, she now that I am a mom, a source of wisdom, comfort, um, she's my venting partner when things are not going. <laughs> she doesn't give me as much comfort as I want when I complain about my kids. She's like, yeah, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Back to <laughs> she's like, welcome to the club, sister. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So do you think um, your, so it sounds like your mom's philosophy was that of love, but also a very um, disciplined structure as is yours similar to that or is it different I would say mine is a little bit different um, but you know in time you will realize that it's not far off it is more so I, I guess with my mom she believed that you had to be tough to kind of you know create those boundaries and put the fear of God in you so you won't be tempted to go and explore, right? <laughs> with, um, with my kid, I, I put those boundaries for sure. Um, they are in there, uh, but I want to give them the freedom to explore, to make their own mistake, to learn from those mistakes, um, of course, in a safe space. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I'm, I'm more letting them explore than my mom uh, was, was doing with us, so. It's, it's a little bit of a, I think I'm 
40%, it represents the foundation. And of course, being ourselves, our own person, you add that little extra. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I can't be completely her. <laughs> I can be a different thing. Yeah, your mom sounds old school, kind of like um, my mm-hmm. my uh, grandma, not my grandma, but my great aunt was, she was super old school. And it sounds like they were kind of cut from the same cloth <laughs> in that. And I know for me, I don't know if this was your experience, but I had that and that was really all I knew. And, you know, my parents were around, but she was like the main um, person that raised me. So I, that was what I knew as a when I became a parent. So learning how to really get rid of the things that I didn't want as a mom, use the stuff that I like that she used, but, you know, change it up a bit. Um, that was, that was fun for me to learn. It was a very big learning journey for me. So, <laughs> and, I, and I wanted to add that it's it's almost scary to me to see that despite all those little tweak and change, I'm becoming my mom. <laughs> was mm-hmm. like full circle. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my parents were not always like the traditional parent sense. I think my mom loved to explore and travel. She would not, you know, hesitate to go on a trip for three months because she wanted to satisfy her curiosity and it was very very clear to her that she was her then she was a mom then she was Mm -hmm. you know all those other things but at the center was her so it was really clear that when you say hey mom needs a minute uh, it was obvious to us when she needed that minute so my mom was really really clear about not losing her identity um, to one of her many roles and then I realized that this is, again, part of my philosophy. It's very important to know that I am me. Mm-hmm. And because I take and nurture the me, it can feel out on those other roles that I'm fulfilling. That, I like that. I love that um, you said that, you know, your mom didn't lose her identity as she became a mom. I think that is uh, so important uh, for a daughter to see, because I think mm-hmm. that it is so easy for moms to lose their identity. And the last thing we want as moms is for our children to see that, you know, oh, she's just a mom, you know? Yeah. Um, we, it's, it's good that she was able to show you that she is a, a whole person. And not making your identity just a mom. And I know it, it has to be a balance. No, mm-hmm. I think yeah. it's it's important that they know that there is a, a balance between you, the person, and then the title mm-hmm. of me being a mom. You, the person, can fit into being the person that needs to raise that you need to be to raise your kids. If we mm-hmm. were never called moms, you know what I'm saying? I need to still be that person and your mom at the same time. Right. I know I mm-hmm. hope that makes sense. No, it makes total sense. It does. What is the most challenging part about being a mom? And then finish it with what do you enjoy most about being a mom? Um, So I always say that um, being a mom is the most difficult, challenging, but yet rewarding job I ever had, right? Um, When you ask me what's the most difficult thing about being a mom, like where do I start? How long do we have? <laughs> yeah. Someday. What comes Someday. to mind? What's like the first thing that comes to mind? 
Um, I think for me, the first thing is, you know, you literally have your heart outside of your body, like not being able to help and becoming helpless in some situations. Um, you know, when your, your kid is suffering, maybe illness, or you can't make them comfortable, you can't make the worry go away, or if mm. the child, you know, hurt themselves. Or sometimes when I see with my kids, they had to go through their own experience to learn their own lesson. And it's sometimes hard not to step and remove all the obstacles out of their way. But I just sometimes leave those obstacles and hold myself back because you want to soothe them, protect them. You want to surround them with everything you can. But at the same time, you have to be that person that guide them. Um, so, you know, that's difficult, not being able to sometimes, you know, help, <laughs> feel helpless when they're going through things and you know, it's going to hurt, but you have, you know, I'm here. You're going to be okay. I'm that safety yeah. net, right? Exactly. Um, so that's the, I have to almost override my mom instant to protect, to cuddle, to <laughs> Molly Cotton and become the, yeah, you go and try and conquer the world and go and, and put your cape and fly and whatever. Um, the most beautiful thing about being a mom, um, again, it's a long list. A, you know, it's seeing for me right now, I'm seeing the world through the eyes. So I'm reconnecting to my inner child and mm. you start realizing if life is not that serious mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's a child tells you, this is how simple it is. Uh, my parents don't live in the same country. Uh, then I and 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 my my daughter was asking about seeing was wanting to see her 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 granny, and she said I said well there's a virus there's this global pandemic going on and you know plane is complicated and she's like we can just you know rent a private plane and get there and for people in the <laughs> audience I'm not that rich I have no idea <laughs> but it's coming up with those solving ideas as simple as it is well we're just go and rent a private plane and we snuggle we smuggle her out and come here mm-hmm. and it will land in our backyard and i was like well that's yeah. actually very simple yeah. <laughs> so i don't want you to think that i have like some money stashed somewhere but <laughs> my, my kids have big ideas clearly <laughs> hey yeah. I uh, um when my son was a baby he had this uh, painting in his room and it said dream big little one and I like how your daughter dreams and I like how oh. she thinks. I like how she thinks because, yeah, you know, <laughs> that's rewarding. And seeing yourself mm-hmm. through the eye of your children, because you become the de facto role model for them. And sometimes mm-hmm. they do things that are like you and you think, huh, I may have said that word a bit a little bit more often or may have exaggerated <laughs> the way I say things. And he's having a mirror and having a mini you doing mm-hmm. things and you're like, hey, I have to behave now. I can't, I can't use a <laughs> different language in front of them. But again, it's, it's, it's rewarding. It's, it's hard. It's challenging. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't change it, you know, for the world. But yeah, right. that's motherhood in, in, a, in a mix, right? It is, right? It's like that when they grow up and you see it, you want you want to stop time, but it's also really exciting because you get to see them grow into this, this um, person, this independent yeah. person. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a weird mix for sure. 
Well, so when you became a mom, because you're all about helping other moms uh, get their lives together, um, were you, did you have like a balance already or, you know, and did you like work around that balance or was that something that you had to find? Oh God, let me tell you. <laughs> um, I had no clue, um, you know, when I had my first baby, I, 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 I like to say that I came into motherhood with naively and it's a good and it's a bad thing. I didn't have preconceived ideas, um, but at the same time, I wasn't prepared. Uh, so that makes for amazing experience. <laughs> I just say amazing because it's better than say it was terrible, but it was amazing because you have those lessons. Um, yeah, before I had my kid, I, I, I was one of those that wanted to have like a, a well-arranged and ordered life, right? So I, I had my, my style. I was thinking, yes, I had to those plan. I'm going to be a billionaire by 40. I have mm -hmm. to be X by Y. Like it, it was just all arranged. And it, I liked my life the way it was. Everything was in place and I could do what I want and, you know, everything. And then I got my son. And then like that, mm -hmm. Everything changed. So mm -hmm. me that is really organized and have those plans. Then you you know a child, a newborn throws chaos everywhere. Like I thought I could be me that before with just a child, but it's not right. true. That doesn't <laughs> it rarely God. works like that. Yeah. Um and truly for me, I I I I believe that motherhood motherhood unlocks superpowers. <laughs> they mm -hmm. are things, and I would call them dormant superpowers so they're always in there but you never find the opportunity to use them fully right so before i had my kid i'm like i'm super focused i can do this i'm determined those were my power there mm -hmm. and then you start thinking man i have this little boy that i love more than life itself and i have to be his mom and mm -hmm. and and i'm saying you, you there are some women that are born mothers for sure they just they have that motherhood instinct for others you become a mother right mm -hmm. it's almost like being thrown into the deep end and you're like i'm, I'm i never swam but hey guess what i'm gonna do right. any crawling style or whatever <laughs> i need to swim right <laughs> Right. But it, you improvise. I never knew I could improvise that life could be different, that I could embrace chaos that, yeah, I was thinking, you know, I, I, I won't be a billionaire by 40, but that's okay. I have all the things I desire in this little boy. And mm -hmm. it's truly changing the way, um, you know, I, I was telling you about at the beginning, I was a quiet introvert, but I couldn't be quiet <laughs> for you know, going and advocate for my son, going and figure out, you know, what kind of care I wanted for him, uh, what kind of person I wanted around him, uh, all those things. I, I remember interviewing nannies for when I was going back to work and I took this thing way too seriously. <laughs> it was like having a list of 25 questions and background check. And, and, you know, that was the part of me that I wanted to control, make sure that everything was fine. But mm -hmm. what you do not account for is the love, the care that people give to, to you or to your child. It's not something mm -hmm. you can, you know, find on the resume, quantifying. So I started learning to trust my instinct a little bit more than I was doing before. So he really, I became his mom. Mm -hmm. and, and it was just beautiful to see I relax more and more, 
you know, hey, it didn't happen that I'm a billionaire, but it's okay. <laughs> it can be something else, right? So you found your rhythm in your your role as a mom and the extension of who you became as Glenn. Yeah. It sounds like it gave me it gave me a higher purpose than I ever had. Um, because I had someone I, I that was made it worth, uh, you know, fighting for and making, you know, bigger plan, big dreams, all the same. I was responsible for whoever that little man will become. (laughs) I think that's one of the hardest challenging part of being a mom is unlearning what you thought a mom was. Yeah. Right. It's unlearning and then learning from the little people that come into your life. Like you got to shut the world out and just be like, all right, this is my child different from whoever is on the TV with their child, different from the lady down the street (laughs) child, right? Mm -hmm. And just say, I got to do what's best for this little one. I got to get my life in order to, you know, to raise, like you said, a young man, young woman. Absolutely. And, and I don't, this is not a dig intended to those that like to read those books when they're preparing their pregnancy journey or whatever. But I always tell to people, it's cool to read those books because you're prepared, you know what's coming. But nobody has ever written a book about your child. You're the one who's writing it. Oh, true. Because the minute that little girl or the little guy comes into your life, that's, they tell you, this is how I'm going to be handled. And this is how mm-hmm. and you just adapt. So no book has ever been written about your child you're writing oh my gosh I love that you need did you you got to coin that I like that yeah that's great ever been written about your child so what you reading that one for you got (laughs) to get aggressive with that I I don't want to put a dig on people that love their book and then (laughs) if you have more than one child first you become a referee not a mom anymore (laughs) (laughs) word (laughs) that's the truth and that's the God honest truth. Uh, but the second thing is, again, with the book, you have a different book that you're writing because those children, although being born from the same mom, same parent, might yes. turn out to be like way opposite. Um, so again, you have those books that you're reading at the same time if you have more than one child. And then you think, I can never read two books at the same time. No, superpower, <laughs> you can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then you turn those pages and say, oh yeah, he likes to be handled this way. She likes this way. And you know what works and it's instinctively coming to you, mm-hmm. right? I used to find it crazy. Mothers that will hear their kid cry. First of all, you recognize your child cry whether you are 700 you know, so miles weird, away from so being true. aware. And you tell why that child is crying. Oh, he's hungry, he's tired, she's need a nap. And you're like, how can you tell by just crying? Uh-huh. People is real. <laughs> I could tell. It is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy too, but yeah. And I just want to say just like really quick before we move on that you can never take the whole, if you're, when you are putting your children in somebody else's care, that is huge. So, but I love that you said you went with your gut. You went with your gut um, and you trust your gut um, because I guess you can, t- I mean, I guess you can take it too far, but that's a big deal. That's a big deal. And you want to make sure that you get the right person because 
that child is, is, you know, we're responsible for our children and we definitely don't want to put them in the wrong hands. So I just want to say that, you know, doing too much for when finding a nanny or a daycare, eh, mm, I, I, yeah, that's I, don't, a hard, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know if you can you, you do girls, too much, I was, really. I was having 25 page of Questions printed in <laughs> advance. Yeah. <laughs> Say, can you? I want you? a toenail sample. I want yeah. hair. Right? I, I want I you to play. Close. I was that close to the toenail sample, but I was like, <laughs> blood sample, toenail sample. Like, yeah, I'm you know, telling you, you. It, it, like, yeah, I, was, I was a complete, like, full nine-year-old kind yeah. of person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, you know, people put on a good front. So just saying, oh, you know, I'll be lifting the carpet and say, here, yeah, what, what am I not seeing there? <laughs> You're literally in the daycare or the, the nanny's house. So yeah, it was, mm -hmm. it was really, really tough. So staying but, on this subject just a little bit, I know we have an order of questions, but did you think that you were, had it ever crossed your mind how this would affect you mentally working and having a child somewhere because having saying not somewhere somewhere where you you know you interviewed or whatever you know having them at daycare did you ever think before you went in the workforce how the and then you had kids how this would affect you mentally no like I stated earlier I came into motherhood naively like I have I have a so naive about the whole thing I thought okay I'll have a baby two weeks later I'll be back to my life I'll be back in my jeans like it was just a whole fairy tale <laughs> in my head right <laughs> so wow it was and but in with hands like looking at I did you'd hindsight there I thought it, it protected me with not having preconceived idea, but at the same time, I wasn't prepared. Um, I think um, I was fortunate enough to have a job that can be work from home. I've been working from home forever. Um, so for me, the criteria was I wanted a nanny that will come to my house so I can still keep an eye. I had the nanny come everywhere, like, what is she doing? And, <laughs> and then, uh, when she was taking my- You had 25 kid. pages for a, a in-home nanny? Oh, see, you now you, oh you get gosh. it. I was completely crazy, right? <laughs> I was just like, no. Oh, this. wow. <laughs> well, you well, also okay. have to be careful who you bring into your pages. house. Just saying, but- Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I, just... <laughs> I was uh, thinking, what was the best you know, way I can- mitigate I was a new I was new at this motherhood game I was I was going back to work and I didn't want to like I at the time I didn't realize it was mental health I was just thinking I need to be in control I mean I need to minimize the impact of this so I want someone at home and I could monitor what was going on and I was still breastfeeding so it was practical for everything and then I remember the first time she took him out for a walk on on his pram and I was just like dying. I, she went for like 40 minutes and it felt like three hours in my head. I was ready to call the police. I was like, where's her background check? Who is, <laughs> you know, it was hard. I, before having a kid, I was just a self-reliant machine, right? So 
I could trust myself, I could do things, I rely on myself, all those things. But then you have a child and you start, you have to start creating a trust circle that mm-hmm. extends your reach. So it is, it was really hard for me to extend that trust. And then when he went to daycare, it was like a year plus. And I remember crying at the parking lot, like, man, I left my child to people mm-hmm. that I have no idea who they are, um, mm-hmm. just because they have a sign on the front door. So it <laughs> was definitely, yeah, definitely tough. And now that I know better, I'm thinking, man, I was probably having a nervous breakdown without realizing it because of expectation that I mm-hmm. put on myself, that would not be realistic because um, it was tough. I, I live in a country where I had not, not my mom, not my in-law. I was alone with my husband and it was just us. And he was looking at me like, I had never done this thing before, but I you know, rely on you to make this work and tell me what to do. And I was still figuring out things myself. So it was a lot of pressure uh, thrown at me um, at the same time. And I didn't stop to think. I just thought, yeah, I need to control. I need to minimize that impact. I need to go back to my previous life (laughs) where I was doing this and that. But now I have to think about him as well, my son. So anyways, it was was tough. but I was oblivious, so I went through it. <laughs> I probably need years of therapies now, but yeah. <laughs> That's interesting that you you said, you know, you look back and and you were ha- you had a lot of pressure on yourself from yourself, um, mm-hmm. but you just got through it. And I mean, again, I'm going back to this because this is this is why we're here. You're working with moms now and you're helping them get their lives together. So at what point did you did you I guess, get to the point where you were okay mentally or you felt okay mentally. And then you thought, okay, I need to help other moms handle their life as well. So my first baby, I think I had that feeling of being utterly alone. Um, Like Latanya said, you see moms in the street, the magazine, everybody's super like in control, happy, the baby is stress-free. And I'm like, man, I'm doing something wrong here, right? Um, <laughs> no, my, my, my son is a super, he was, a, he was an amazing baby. Um, but I, I was juggling so many balls and I was slipping. Some were falling because I, I couldn't be everything I wanted to be at 100%. So I had to learn to make concession, what was giving, uh, and, I, and I wanted to be the mom, the worker, the wife, the friend. I wanted to have everything, but I had to learn to say, what well, is priority now? And how can I add this into the circle? Um, so it was, I think it was tough because I, I had, I thought I was alone in that struggle. I didn't know, I was still prepared. I was completely naive. And then, when I had my my second baby, it was a different experience because I kind of knew what to expect. Um, here in Canada, you can take a 15-month mat leave. I took a year. That helped a lot. Uh, with my son, I took three months. And I realized that it was way too soon to go back. Oh. I, was, I was all over the place. So with my, my, my mini diva, I took a full year out. Hmm. And, and, and that, I started, 
realizing, oh, because I have that space, like almost a plane that was going to take off, you have to have the runway first. My runway was way too short with my son. And with my daughter, it was a little bit longer. So I had time to, you know, settle, enjoy both my children. And I remember my son, at the time he was three, he said, I like, I like this mom better because I realized that he never saw me relax. I was always stressed, rushing, going somewhere. That's all he thought his mom was. Someone mm. that was always rushing, someone that was always, and he never questioned it because that's all he knew. Mm-hmm. And then when he saw me slow down, actually being there for him when he was coming from daycare, walking to him, that he's like, I like this mom better. Can she stay? And that, that start thinking, oh my God, what kind of role model was I for this guy? And, and then I start talking to other people, other moms, because you have one year, you go to the park, you, you know, you have time. And I realized he wasn't, I wasn't an isolated case. There's a lot of women that was feeling that way. And I thought it's something I'm super passionate about. And it, it breaks my heart when I see a young mom, um, young mom, not by age, but young in her journey in motherhood that is struggling and feel like she can't talk to anybody. She can't have that safe space to say, I'm struggling, but I'm going to be all right. I just want to have that minute <laughs> when mm-hmm. someone is supportive and someone says, I hear you, I walk in your shoes and I can tell you it's going to be fine and that's how start that started that conversation in my head how can I you know have that safe space for people to say yeah and of course around my friends were also new moms or having babies and naturally they will come to me and say well I just want to sleep for two hours then vent and then feel better and then go and then (laughs) I thought huh (laughs) Maybe I can, you know, really focus on working mom because I can bring my own experience and expertise. I can tell you I walk in those shoes and I can, I don't have a magic wand, but I can tell you, you know what, you put in way too much pressure on yourself. Um, forgive yourself. You can't, you can't be the perfect mom. It's an illusion, but you can mm-hmm. be a good mom. Listening to you, it sounds like you don't really know this is happening when you're in it. You know, like you said, you didn't realize that this was happening until your son said, mom, I like this mom, you know, I like, but, but for a person like that doesn't know, how can they bring awareness? (laughs) How can they bring awareness to, I might need a Gladys. Like, where is that? Where is that tipping point? that you recognize that? So I would say it's absolutely a great question. There are people out there like me that are completely oblivious until they hit them on the face. And there are people that that are blessed to to get those signs. So I would say start to know yourself first, have those tough, tough conversations with you. Is it that you're not coping and you feel like you're sleeping because it's the control that you want to have back? Are you missing your old life? Like, is it adjusting? I realized that I was like, hey, I need that 25-page to interview nannies. I have to be the top employee, the top mom, the top everything. But I was continuously exhausted. And I never took time to do like an internal check and say, are you okay? You know, you, Gladys, are you okay? I was just seeing myself to, I'm a good mom. I'm a good employee. I'm a good wife. I'm a good worker. And, you know, I never sat down and asked myself, 
how are you? So those know yourself intimately moment, that's what I'm recommending. You know yourself. Is there something that you do way too much <laughs> or way less? Just have those and then ask people that are close to you um, because they will give you that honest conversation, those intervention moments if you seek for them. You say, um, you know, I, my son told me that it was totally unexpected and I, I, I realized but that my husband was telling me, relax, you're taking it too far. And I'm like, but I have to take it far <laughs> because, you know, you are... <laughs> huh, if I don't do this, and you're like, that's okay, I will go, my son will not, you know, sleep one night, and I will exist on two hours sleep, and expect to go and do, like, meeting after meeting, like, it was not, I wasn't giving myself grace, so I'm just saying, you have a support system around you, um, meaning people that know you, that will tell you, hey, you are just a little bit, just listen to them, and then ask yourself tough questions, um, it's not an easy process and it's not easy to find out. If you are blessed to know yourself intimately and know, yeah, I'm a bit there, then you're good. If you're like me, you're oblivious. It's also a blessing not knowing what you're going into because it will prevent you to go into it. Um, but once you're in it and you feel like you're just spiraling a lot, stop, pause, breathe, ask yourself those questions and ask around you. Um, those questions. If, if you keep listening to the same thing, slow down, rest, or whatever, just take that seriously. Okay, so so what I hear you saying is that if you hear a couple of key things repeated over and over, then you should take a step back and kind of say, I might need a little help with this, right? Because it, I, I'm, I'm thinking about exposure at this point. And the people that listen to us, I love to give them practical things, you know, and that was very helpful. Thank you so much. But a lot of the time we don't know because everyone around us is doing the same thing. Everybody, even in our circle, I know um, in homeschooling, I would go to meetings and all of the moms, whether we knew it or not, we all had this same little underlying thing. And we were all like looking for help in each other, but we were like, I don't know how to help you because I'm going through the same thing. And growing up, I, I did not know that. I don't, I already know. I know my, my auntie or, or my mom did not know that there were people and maybe they weren't, there were back then that could help like you could, that, that can shine the light on, look, you don't have to live this way. So the exposure is something that I think about, like moms just don't know that we, that we need help. Like we just don't realize because we're the helpers. And, and that's conditioning. And Latanya is a really good point. Um, you know, we condition to care, to put everybody's need before ours. Um, and you talk about your mom, your aunt, uh, my grandma. They were taking pride in having everybody else pass before theirs right, um, that need, um, you know, I know mom that go hungry because they don't have enough food for their kid and normalize that, right, I'm not saying you should not eat and let your food, to your kids die, but it well, shouldn't be a normal occurrence. <laughs> 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 what I'm saying is in your group of, uh, <laughs> if I'm hungry, you can't eat. 
Like I am not well. Come on now. I need to eat first. <laughs> if mama's not well, nobody's well. I'm serious. Where am I, I, man? You guys mm. that are listening to it, disregard that. So <laughs> <laughs> those ladies will give food to their kid and not eat. But okay, I get the point. Uh, it shouldn't be normalized. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Um, but what I was going to say to your example, Natanya, when you say you're homeschooling and all those mother, um, you know, were talking and say we have that underlying problem. But the one thing that you had then, it's a group of people and the feeling of being part of something. I think the major problem is people feel alone with that problem. So you had a group, even if you didn't mm-hmm. know where to go, do not underestimate the power of being in a group <laughs> and belong to something. And I know everybody does the same thing, but even talking, even you have a girlfriend and you go and vent and say, I hate this and I hate my life and I hate my, you know, my husband, my kid. You don't walk away from that life, but you feel way better because you know someone that hear you walk in your shoes, can understand and not judge you, right? So that power of being in a group, it's the first step. There are moms that are feeling all those and they are alone. They have no one to go and talk to. They're scared of people judging them. They're scared of a lot of other things that you, you didn't have in your group. And yes, now someone has to push a dynamic and say, what do we do about this problem? Because, you know, like the stage, there's different stage of going through grief. You have to accept that you have a problem, admit that first. I have a problem and that's the, hey guys, there's a problem. Then you need to have to seek to say, do I want to live with that problem or do I want to, you know, move on and move forward with that? So different stage, um, but being in a group and knowing that you're not alone is definitely a, a massive step. And see, you just, you just really did a little coaching there. I don't, I know I you, yeah, you did because like, I'm, 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 I'm telling you honestly, like, I don't see it. I don't see it. How should I know what what's going on? When do I know I need you? And then you gave me steps to know that one, Hey, look, this is something that's being repeated to you. You need to handle this. You got to do something about it. And then you told me, Hey, you got a group of people around you. You're not alone. And you oh, you can handle this. You can do this. So now I'm I'm sitting here thinking like, what do I need help with? Because this is this is <laughs> awesome. You just gave me three things to look at. And even oh if you're God. not around a group of people, you're like, go get you some friends. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's when you know you're good friends. when you're doing it and you don't even realize it. It just comes out natural. That's right. That was natural. <laughs> that was really natural. Y'all give it up for That was awesome. I have nothing but love for you too. So hence why it comes freely, right? (laughs) So there you go. Love is mutual. And I just want to say, like, you you are a super mom with superpowers. (laughs) But let's not get it twisted. I just want I just want to be clear because I think when people say super mom and she's got superpowers. It's because she does it all and she doesn't rest and she doesn't need rest and she can go to work and work 40, 40 hours or more a week and come home and do everything around the house and, and then be out and, and do everything else in the community. But that is not your superpower and that is right. not what makes you a super mom. So tell us, because I see it 
but tell us again for the audience, for the ones in the back, so that it's very clear <laughs> why you're a super mom and what your superpowers are. I was going to say, I am a super mom because I am a super mom. <laughs> you have That's to start hard. with I am, right? I am That's a super mom. And it's, it's living it, it's embodying it. But I was going to say the power is not about doing everything well and making sure everything is like all in under control there's power in admitting your vulnerability saying Ooh, preach girl <laughs> preach so <laughs> let's redefine the power here like people see power as like being strong there's power in saying i am not well i am not strong i need help that is power as well so i am a super mom because I am, and I'm also a super mom, because I can tell at this point, I need help. I need a pause. I need a moment. I am not feeling well. I need to charge those batteries again. So yeah, that's the super mom in me. And being able to say, I want to be part of a solution and not being just venting about a problem. Because I have little one that look up to me and I haven't chose to be their role model, but I am their role model. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they see the life through my own experience. And I've put upon myself to create and craft experiences that I could say, yes, I'm scared of doing these new things. It's scary, but I will do it anyway, right? And by the way, for those that are looking for a life coach to stretch them out of their comfort zone, I'm that girl. I'm creatively stretching people out <laughs> of their comfort zone, hey. including myself. <laughs> you just stretch me. I love that. I, I am. So, I am because I yeah. am. Well, I'm gonna be telling yeah. people that in the store. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, oh, you who is you? I am. Y'all don't understand. Game. Yeah, it's a fun game. You know, when you go to the store and the cashier say, How are you today? I'm like, I'm perfect. And they say, You are. You're like, I am. <laughs> <laughs> you better get it. That's what's yep. up, y'all. Embody it. I love that. I am, I am because it. I am. It's something yeah, that can embody. Yes. I love and that. The, the, so with my daughter, she's four, and we do those positive affirmation games. Mm -hmm. and, and I can tell you, if you do it way too much, she's, your child will come with the, size, the ego the size of the world. My daughter says, I am pretty, I'm beautiful, I'm smart. Mm -hmm. And then and she's like, because I know everything. Because I do. <laughs> yeah, like, my daughter's okay. like that. Mm -hmm. But you know what? It's good. You know, it's good to... Um, to have your children with such confidence because I think that you know like you said you want to be able to protect them I think that confidence really helps with that because when they go out into the world there are so many people ready to tear them down for whatever reason and I mean we've addressed this before people in the world will try to tell your children our children who they are yeah. And they, you need to stay in this box, mm -hmm. but if they know who they are and they are so built up because of, because of us helping to build them up when they go out there, that's not going to matter. And they're going to be able to close off the negative speak that people try to tell them and also ignore when people are like, this is who you are they can either say whatever, or they can say, no, that's not who I am. I'll tell you who I am, or you're welcome to see who I am. You can have a front row seat. 
Yep. If you're on your best behavior. <laughs> but you know what I just thought of? It's, cra- it's great. That was a great point, Patricia. And you know what I just thought of with the word I am? I am doesn't leave room for anybody else. Yep. I am is you. Mm-hmm. Y'all let that soak in for a second. Like get you a biscuit right now. When you say I am, that's not everybody else. That is you. And you, man, okay, listen, I'll be going on forever. But, <laughs> you know, y'all, y'all see what I'm saying. That's, that's great. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Me too. And then I was going to say the beauty of the I am statement. You can put everything word that you are be, behind this. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, I am fulfilling my purpose. I am driven. I am strong. Whatever. And you instantly become that. If you you know, do it enough. I say, fake it till you become it. You will realize that without even knowing it, you Mm -hmm. are that person. You you are wisdom. You are superpower. You are beautiful. You are strong. You're smart. You're capable. You are enough. That's (laughs) so true. I know my, I will give one example. My husband, (laughs) I said he is a, he's an outgoing introvert. But one of the things that he did not enjoy doing was talking in front of groups of people and he would get so nervous and I would get uncomfortable for him because I would watch him and it just was his, he looked very awkward because he felt very awkward, but he started telling himself, I am an effective communicator. And he started telling himself this, I don't know how long ago, but it's so interesting. And he brought this up and it's true. Like a few days ago, he brought this up to our son. He said, when I started saying that to myself, I started getting speaking engagements. People would come to me and ask me to speak at events. And it's so true. And now, I mean, that we're virtual, he's been in panels and he's been in conferences as a speaker. And it is just so incredible to see this man that I know as an introvert, just confidently speak his truth about whatever he's talking about to these people. And I mean, so that's so true. You start saying I am and you will believe it. And I think also like, you know, with that, it opens, it opens things up for you. Yes, so, it absolutely does. I'm so, yeah. I'm so proud of your husband for that, you know. Yeah, yeah me too. Give me my little clap for him. I know, I will, yeah. for that. That's awesome. Yeah. But so, so we already know Gladys that you are, you're the, you're the girl, you're the woman, you are the woman to help (laughs) other moms get their lives together and create. And we were talking, not, we talked before this and you mentioned like with the work-life balance, that's not, you don't really like that phrase. You call it something else. Um, But you, you help moms with that whatever whatever their definition of that is work-life balance whatever it is to them so if somebody listening is interested in getting in touch with you and learning these tools and the tricks of the trade to becoming (laughs) their best mom self or not even their best mom self but their best self how can they do that so it's very simple I'm trying to keep things 
something super simple where all moms, we don't want like six, 700 steps to get to the question, right? It's just like, hey. Um, so I do have my website. Um, so it's www.mylifecouch.com. And it's not like life coach is couch. So explain why I chose couch. Uh, first coach was already taken, but kidding aside, I start looking around at what piece is in everybody's home. And you look around, you're listening, you're probably sitting on the couch right now. So a couch, it's at in everybody's home. It can be the centerpiece, it can be the back, blending in the background, but it always is the, the most the witness to our most intimate moment evolving emotions. So when you're happy, you go on the couch, you probably jump on the couch like Tom Cruise. Um, but when you're sad, you cry on the couch. Or you, when you want some big old comfort, you go on your blanket, on the couch. So that is that place that's always there. So I wanted my coaching practice to reflect that, to say this is that safe space where you will come, whether you're looking for a little bit more, of a boost in your joy, if you want to share your, your sadness, if you want some comfort, this is the couch. So it's the perfect fabric, the perfect color, the perfect size for you to nest. And you have me cheering you up all along, stretching you out of your comfort zone, but just giving you that other perspective because sometimes we engulf in doing things and we do not see this until someone else come and say, hey, here, here's where we can tweak these things um, different. So nothing will be done against you everything will be done with you in mind um, so that's my life couch um, my website and I I have some resource I do some videos some blogs some musing some thought about uh, you know my take of being a mom and then I have my LinkedIn which is uh, Gladys Simon on LinkedIn just and I'm usually this is my quick thought uh, something fun happened with my little diva or something happened, um, but it's just more the total of a working mom. Um, so that's thing. I just recently started Instagram. I confess on your your podcast, I have no idea what I'm doing there. <laughs> but I yeah. have an Instagram, my life couch. And so for all of those that are Instagrammer there, you go there, give me some love because I'm just like, I don't know how this thing will work and trying and testing getting out of my comfort zone with social mm. media yeah. mm-hmm. and that, what's the instagram uh at my life couch i think at I my think life that. couch yeah. man we're about to we're about to throw a cash app up here you just gave us lesson <laughs> after lesson I oh, right. <laughs> like i feel i feel like I, I feel like i'm robbing you at this point like you just <laughs> <laughs> all the things that you just said i like got my notepad down Ooh. yeah <laughs> so see the size of my head is getting bigger and bigger Patricia I don't know if you see that, but. <laughs> it's her hair that's getting bigger not her head and that's where she keeps all it. of her tools and her tricks and her her secrets that she's willing to share it. with everybody yeah. no <laughs> you deserve it we're and we deserve to give props where they're supposed to be like I ain't mad at you sis mm-hmm. I ain't even I ain't even upset. I'm like, yes, I'm so glad you're out here spreading this and letting us, you know, telling us to be aware that we can improve our work-life balance. But even if you're not a mom, there's mm-hmm. people who say, I girl, I was I was laughing at this lady the other day. She was like, I'm a puppy mom. 
And I'm looking at her like, how stressful can this be? And then she started showing us videos of her two puppies and one's a puppy puppy and then one's a older dog. And I'm like, oh yeah, boo, you, <laughs> you got mm-hmm. kids. Yep. <laughs> yes, you got pretty children much. up in there. <laughs> and, so, and, she ha- and she probably have to take them out every single day where you can put your kids to bed by eight, if you're lucky, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, this has been a treat today. I could talk to you forever. It has been. And and you can. You can. (laughs) She gave her Instagram. She gave her LinkedIn. She gave her her, uh, website. Come and and say hello at my live couch. And then I'll hook you up. We'll talk. So guys, you know, thank you guys so much for listening and Gladys, thank you for coming to the Black Mom Diaries and visiting with us today. This has been such a treat. I I love, I love what you guys are doing here. And I, this uh, far has been the most fun podcast I've been on. Hey. (laughs) And for any mom that is listening out there, you're not alone. You are worthy. You are enough. You are a good mom. And for those that are fellow introvert and quiet now, and you want to get that introvert outside at the door, come to the Black Mom Diary. Those guys are awesome. They make me laugh. (laughs) So I don't (laughs) think it would be perfect. But you guys have been fabulous. I'm so happy. Uh, I, you know, I came to your diary and your house and, um, you know, amplify that message. We, we need love. Moms are exceptional people. Let's amplify mm-hmm. those voices. Awesome. That was the nugget of the day, y'all. That was yeah. the nugget of the day. I'm, I'm speechless because I'm speechless because I'm just marinating in this good vibe. That's what it is. And, and people and you- know I love to talk. <laughs> you owe me and you owe me a, a, a cake i know you can't bake but you yeah comfort zone minute why are you telling my <laughs> business girl <laughs> wait a minute hey wait wait <laughs> i know things i know things so yeah so when i get she didn't up there forget. <laughs> when i get up there I, when i come up there i will actually i will bake you something some lactation cookies because i could bake the <laughs> dad was eating them and I mean he they were like these are the best cookies I've ever tasted so but I'll make you dad. some like I was gonna say the dad so there's no reason I know it's not gonna work if you're not stuff a... that makes mom's lactate and this just make a not, regular not, cookie it's not gonna happen unless she had a baby no but they're really good oh. I'll make you some lactation cookies I'll call okay. them something else if you think yeah. If you think you're just going to start watering the, you know, your kids out. No, we're not going to do no, that. Listen, it's on record that she's going to yeah. be cooking for me. It is it's on the record. Lactation. Yeah, Cookies. I, I can use it again. <laughs> 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 well, y'all, like Latanya said, we could go on and on in the, in the Black Mom Diaries virtual <laughs> house. It's always like this. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in touch with us, reach out to us at Black Mom Diaries at gmail.com if you have any feedback for us if you have questions comments concerns if you want to be on the show 
reach out for uh, to us at that email. And if you want to follow us, because you know we want to get social with you, get social with us. You can search for us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. We're easy to find. Just search Black Mom Diaries. And of course, on any of the podcast networks, leave us feedback because we want to hear from you, right? Yes, Let's we, do. Yes. we do. We do. Hook us up, guys. So until next time, I am <laughs> Trisha, losing my voice. And I am Latanya. <laughs> hey, she is. And I am Gladys. Also hey, come on, come on in. Come on in. Yes. So thank y'all for listening to the Black Mom Diaries. See you next time. Thanks so much for spending this episode with us. And if you like what you heard, feel free to like, share, and subscribe. And of course, be sure to join us on the next episode of the Black Mom Diaries.